When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on Ticket Weeknights, Nick Sainert, Big Sky with you. Um, so we we kind of mentioned in that last hour about Kool Aid and that Big Sky, you don't allow Kool Aid to happen. I, I do my best to I, to be the anti. Yes, yeah, and it worked this year. This year it worked. You predicted three and nine or whatever, and it was correct. You really should have boasted that more. No, you can't rub it in because it wasn't a good thing to be right about. But Pete, and I wanted to be wrong. Don't get that's it, a good point. Don't get don't don't get me wrong. Like I, I said, don't that, get me wrong. I wanted to be wrong. Yeah, I, I said that repeatedly. Like I want to be wrong. This is just what I I believe. This is what trends indicate to me. This is what the last year in recruiting has indicated to me. So what does the trend for next year indicate to you, Big Sky? Uh, not a significant step up uh, in okay. talent, and probably a step down in in, in on field talent. Given the experience is, is leaving On the defense? building. defense? Yes. Okay. And, you know, you're replacing your, your quarterback of four years. Mm-hmm. And so that indicates a talent level drop. Maybe not necessarily a major drop, but a little a little drop off. And, you know, the experience, the veteran leadership that they had last year cannot be overstated. Because that was a very, very veteran yeah, secondary. Th- that's really, okay. So let's let's talk about the secondary for a moment. Let, let me let me finish. Sorry, big guy. Sorry, I got excited. But, but see, the, this is the problem. I get excited and I just cut you off, Ethan. It, sorry, it happens, Nicholas. Uh, but <laughs> the schedule, as I've said a number of times, and said on the water cooler with you two weeks ago. Yep. Just on the principle that you are not facing the three best teams in the Big Ten East, you should expect a better record. You should. Right. So what does that mean, though, for the teams in the Big Ten West? Why like, why, why, should you expect a better record against the teams in the Big Ten West also then? Well, I'm not saying that you should expect a better record against the teams in the Big Ten West. I'm just saying that you should expect a better overall record. Okay, that and, makes and, sense. And, yeah. and when you look at it, again, you know, Maybe Casey Thompson doesn't throw four interceptions against Purdue, and you pull that game out. Well, or if he does, you feel good about the guys behind him. 
to bring him in. Right. Maybe whoever they, they, they have at punt returner doesn't throw the football forwards out of the end zone oh, against no. Illinois for a, for a safety and gives the ball back to Illinois. Maybe they prepare for the right. We can play this game. You want to continue playing maybe, maybe this they, game? Maybe they, play, they prepare for the correct defensive front against Illinois next year, and they're not completely uh, uh, bewildered on defense. So I, I, their performances were good enough against Big Ten West opponents and against really every opponent to the fact that they you know, lost almost yeah. every game by a single single possession that you can expect that some of those will swing back in Nebraska's favor and you're not having to play Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. So tw- I'm getting a lot of head nods from Alexis. Alexis, yeah. what do you think of what I just said? Honestly, I really do agree with what you had to say. And not only is it just going to be a talent drop and some of the things that we do need to focus on outside of just defense is our kicking because I feel like that was a really big struggle this last season. So maybe Yeah, we'll the place to- kicking. Well, let me tell you about the place kicking. <laughs> we got Brian Buschini from Montana, my favorite – my. I'm going to claim them as my favorite uh, college football team right now because they made the playoffs in the FCS. Mm-hmm. This guy is automatic from inside 50 yards. Automatic. And he's got a, he's got a, he's got a leg. He has got a leg on him. He's going to be able to hit those fi- This is Alex Henry Big part Scott, 2. This cannot, is Alex Henry part 2. I'm cannot. going to drink all the Kool-Aid on Bashini. All right? <laughs> you can't do that. You cannot come up. He is fixing our kicking woes. What if he's not the starter? Who's going to beat him out? Bleak Road? There's a chance they got dudes from Furman. Bashini was the FCS kicker of the year as a freshman. When okay, so let me ask you this: When has the staff been able to analyze talent and with identify some, with the last guy they got from Montana and Samori Toure? Well, okay, even then, still that's took a good point. A few months. They they evaluated Cam Taylor Britt fairly well. They did. They yeah. they found him and said, you know, this guy is going to be a guy that can, we can develop into a NFL caliber player. Mm-hmm. So. The, the reason I bring this out um, or bring this up kind of is because 24-7 Sports just kind of released their record record predictions for 2022, and they have Nebraska going 8-4. and four. Now, those four losses, Michigan, Iowa, Oklahoma, and at Rutgers. So then, let, let, let's say – okay, let me pull up Huskers' schedule because I haven't – Memorized it. I know who they play, but I don't know who in what order. Um, not Husker. Can I go basketball. initial? I'm going to go initial gut reaction to that. Real quick. Yes, please do. That's only one Big Ten West loss. They're definitely in play to win the Big Ten West with that record. Yeah. With that, with that, if that performance is 100 percent accurate, you're right. They're in play for the West. If it, all they need is Iowa to drop two, but and Iowa is is fairly capable of dropping two games in the West. You're absolutely right, and and we've you and I have had this conversation, but I'm going to say it to the to the listeners again. Like, it's so hard for me to use this schedule discussion as a reason that Nebraska football is going to get better. It's it's so difficult for me personally because I, I look at the, the the schedule up and down. And it's Northwestern who, if you take away last year, it's 50-50 every year. And Nebraska, in history, is not good in one-score games, right? Um, Then you look the rest of the way. You have Purdue, who Nebraska has been better on paper, but hasn't won. Okay, They won at Purdue a couple years ago, but it was because of special teams, or excuse me, defense. And they had a blocked punt. And they had a couple fumble recover. Like that was the reason that they won the game. They had good field position. Then you look up and down Illinois. You lost in an opener, like you said last year, to Brett Bielema in a game that you were not prepared, but you had how many weeks to prepare for? And going into that game, I remember talking to to Scott Beatty from Champaign on my show, and he was like, "Listen, it's a new coach. Like nobody knows what Illinois is going to do." 
And let me remind you that Arthur Satowski was the guy that beat you. Brandon Peters did not. Their backup beat you. Oh, I remembered. I, I know. I know. I'm telling everybody else, making sure they remember. Bringing up the bringing up the scars again. And then you look past that. You have Minnesota. They came out flat against Minnesota last year. Then at Michigan, Wisconsin, you haven't beaten. Iowa, you have not beaten. So like this is that's where it's hard for me to look up and down and go, oh yeah, Nebraska only gonna lose one game in the in the Big Ten West or only gonna lose one or two games in the Big Ten West. Well, that's why. I, no that, way. That's why I said if that prediction is one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I don't. That's not going to be. That wouldn't be my prediction, and I I don't believe that that's going to happen. I would I would probably say that an eight and four that way is not going to happen. So eight and four. So it'd be. I do think they beat Northwestern next year, though. But once again, it's like Northwestern. You you, you never know. That's the that's the toughest part with Nebraska is that. There are so many unanswered questions, and we'll talk about the secondary. Um, okay, so Kent goes this on the text line. He goes, oh, my gosh, eight wins and give me Houston to win the next Super Bowl. That, see, like, I'm not saying Nebraska has no shot of making a bowl game because, once again, on paper, like, and I was talking to Rico about this off air, and I was talking to you about it a little bit as well, but, like, Casey Thompson, as much as we love Adrian Martinez – there's a chance that Casey Thompson is an upgrade. That Casey Thompson, that we're not, it's not going to skip a beat from Adrian Martinez to Casey Thompson. Well, and as you said, as and and we've all heard a number of times through the uh, Happy Hour promo ad on this station. Oh yeah, the the new quarterback needed to be 100% bought in, and everything that Casey Thompson has said since he got here. Sounds like he is 100% bought in, and he is excited to be the quarterback in Nebraska. And that's what you need. You, you, you don't want a guy who's coming in and looking at the NFL. You don't want a guy who's coming in like, Mark Whipple is really going to get you know me churned around as a quarterback and make me an NFL prospect that Steve Sarkeesian and company probably wouldn't have. That certainly could be how Casey Thompson is viewing it behind the scenes. But he's doing everything that is public-facing correctly. And so that, let, that, that, let me ask you this: Did they? Did Adrian Martinez not do that? Oh no, he was. Adrian was exceptional. Yeah, in, in everything public facing. I that that is one of the reasons why I was a really big supporter of Adrian and really liked him as the quarterback in Nebraska. It's like you're not going. He, he arguably better than Scott Frost in front of a, in front of a podium, and Frost has quarterback experience at Nebraska. Well, there there are things that you can argue that maybe Scott Frost isn't that great on a podium. That that's what I was saying. That's, okay, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so a name texter here makes a really good point, and this is actually kind of exactly where I was going to go. The offensive line, man, like, if the staff hasn't figured it out by now, they're not going to because this will be the last year. Like, they're not going to be able to figure it out that they need to move, they need to get their offensive line developed. And obviously it helps bringing in a guy like Donovan Riola, who has time in the NFL as an assistant offensive lines coach with the Bears. But you look up and down their roster – and, and Big Sky, let me tell you this. So, looking at just who they have in each room, it's Brock Bando is the oldest guy at tackle, who's a redshirt senior. Hunter Anthony, the transfer from Oklahoma State, is a redshirt junior. But then the sophomore class is the big class that everybody was expecting to make this Nebraska offensive line, I don't want to say great again, but much more improved and worth it, like worth it, right? Um, Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, and Teddy Prohaska. Well, Teddy Prohaska 
showed glimpses last year or showed flashes of what he can be. But it took five games for him to get in. And part of that could be just inexperience. They wanted to wait. But that was a question that I posed to Aaron Sorensen on our show was, what's is, is Scott Frost going to g- approach this the same way? Because they don't, they don't have the luxury of time on their side. They don't have time to wait. They can't wait until week four to get their second win of the season. And so they can't wait till week four to make changes. Where in years past, they've been very, very patient with switching things up. We saw it with the quarterback room, right? Almost too patient at times to switch things up. So it's going to be really, really interesting. The things that people don't always think about is how much do they shuffle it? And then do they get frantic? Do they do they panic? And they make changes too early? Like there, there are many things going on this next season that we haven't even thought about could affect the, the wins and losses or their product on the field. Well, you mentioned the quarterback room as maybe a time when they were too patient uh, to make a change. But in the COVID year, maybe they were a little too bit they, they were a little too quick to make the change because we saw Luke McCaffrey come in and, you know, he looked yeah. really good at the end of the Northwestern game and he drove him down the field and got him within that, you know, final score mm-hmm. uh, to do to do the one score loss thing that we are now accustomed we to. We want to. But immediately turns around in the net. Well, I believe he beat Penn State as a starter and then turns around in the next game against yeah. Illinois and gets blown, blown out by the fighting Illini with a lame duck head coach. And then Adrian comes in at the end of that game <laughs> yeah. and marches down the field. And then takes the job and holds the job for the rest of the year to the point that Luke McCaffrey transfers out. So it just seems like they don't know when the right time is to make that switch. And almost like they're not even evaluating the talent correctly. Bingo. And that's worrisome. That is quite worrisome that time after time they're making changes at the wrong time. You know, you and I are fairly lockstep on this. We were both... Yeah, we're getting the same opinions. Alexis, chime in. What 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 are your what <laughs> yeah, are your please. thoughts on on the talent evaluation of Nebraska and making a change at quarterback and and how important is the offensive line from the Carney perspective? Okay, well, kind of just taking a look at it. I mean, the fact that I got to watch a D two school do better than a top D one school do better at football this last fall that speaks a lot for itself. And you know. I think Coach Frost did not do a very good job evaluating at all when McCaffrey was at UNL. I do not think he did a great job at all. I think he could have definitely put him in just a little bit sooner and maybe worked his way in rather than just, you know, tossing him in, yanking him out, and then Martinez stepping up to the plate. And, you know, we are accustomed to that, you know, one touchdown, one point freaking loss. And that just literally – irritated me so bad this last season I mean irritated a lot of us because we just didn't know how to handle that and I think that now that we have a new quarterback change coming in we're gonna see some changes I mean if this next quarterback really wants to step up to the plate and take that position they're gonna have to work for it and I really don't think that Frost is gonna notice as much as we think he's going to but with some of the new coaching staff they might see some of that now our offensive line I mean there can be some improvement, but I really think our defense needs to be focused on more. Our, our offensive offensive line, my bad, um, definitely looks decent, but I'm interested to see what this next season's going to look like, especially with like a lot of those underclassmen really stepping up into more of those roles, you know? I'm curious what happens with quarterback 
because for some reason I feel like I may be on an island with this, but I don't know if it's as much of a conversation of who the starter is as much as who the number two is. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's very obvious that they might say open competition, open competition. See, Casey I, Thompson was not brought in to be a backup See, I don't think they'll do that. I, I, I honestly don't think that they'll, they'll play that open competition card. Mm-mm. I, 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 we haven't heard it yet. Yeah. I, I certainly think they're going to wait until he kind of shows that he's the guy, probably in the spring game. He, yeah. He'll show some flashes and be like, all right, you know, send out the QB1 tweet like the Bears did with Andy Dalton. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, hey, Donovan Ryle is coming from Chicago. Maybe, so it could maybe, be a he, has thing. A, maybe he has an input on social media. But I, I certainly think that they're waiting to definitively say Casey Thompson's our number one, but that is probably the assumption everyone in that building is operating under right now. You don't bring in a guy with two years of eligibility to be well, a backup to somebody who has more eligibility than Casey Thompson. I would just like to also say that's just kind of how the quarterback transfer portal piece, piece works most of the time, 90% of the time. A lot of the t- Sometimes you'll have you'll have the, the players like Chubba Purdy that come in and they grabbed him for depth. Like I don't want to say depth because that makes it sound like he's going to be a – a platoon guy or anything like that. that. That's not what I'm trying to say. But there's a better shot for Chubba Purdy to get the number two spot than there is for Chubba Purdy to get the starter with four years left on his eligibility. And and frankly, I don't know if they brought him in telling him, I would hope not, that with a guy that hasn't has barely played college ball, I would hope that they wouldn't promise him, right? Like... That's a huge thing, and there was a lot of st- stuff about when Luke McCaffrey came, the whole the whole promises, or, or just recruiting in general, making empty promises and not following through on them. That that's a big problem, and I understand that there are ways that you have to you have to say things to get recruits to a school, and maybe when you're losing, you you kind of you kind of cross lines, but you, you there has to be a line where you can't cross and say we got to stop making empty promises. And so, personally. I hope with like a guy like Chubba Purdy, they brought him in and they were transparent with the, we're going to develop you because Mark Whipple is Mark Whipple. Now, with that being said, can we for sure say that with 100% certainty? No. But I'm almost more like Casey Thompson is the starter and you're starting to see how he's taken the leadership. I, I just saw a post from multiple guys that he took him to bowling the other night. Casey Thompson took him to bowling at round one. And... That was just it. Like, like you don't see other quarterbacks doing that, or they're they're not posting about it. I should say, doesn't mean they're not doing it. What what you're getting at is Casey Thompson is doing quarterback one thing. Yes, he and, and quickly right out of the gate. And I think that's because he was brought in, and they made yes. their expectations for him very clear. And as we know from his Husker Online interview, he spoke with Adrian Martinez, and he spoke with Adrian Martinez about what it's yeah. like to be a, the number one quarterback at the University of Nebraska. Do you think do you think Adrian Martinez has any hard feelings with Nebraska? Uh I, I it it's hard to t- it's hard to say from the Husker Online interview with Casey Thompson. He yeah. had very he he spoke highly of the university. He said they have really good fans or really great fans. I can't remember the yeah. exact quote, but it was really and a positive thing before the fans. And and he just said it was it was my time to move on. And I think even for the fans like myself who supported Adrian and defended Adrian. Mm-hmm. We kind of got that feeling at, at, in the Iowa game. First half, Logan's mother's really he played very well. And I, I, I texted my roommate, who is probably the, the biggest Adrian uh, hater that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I said, it's going to be tough for Adrian to come back after this. 
Like it, it. But that's wild because like Adrian from a broke records. That's crazy that you say that because after just one half, like that was so quick of Husker Nation to just turn. Well, the Husker the thing is Husker Nation wanted a new quarterback. They were hungry for a fresh face, and so the moment Logan Smothers gave them anything to latch onto. You could just feel it. In, I wasn't even at the game. You could just feel the atmosphere watching the TV, that there was a buzz around the stadium, and that they were excited about this this fresh blood, this fresh face to pilot Husker Nation. And it's not even going to be Logan Smothers. That, that's the wildest thing. That's exactly what I'm saying is they didn't care who it was. You could have thrown Matt Masker out there or, or some walk-on that is the fifth or sixth string guy, and he would have been popular if he gets you a touchdown. Like that that would have been wild because from me, from my perspective personally sitting there is I sat there and I was like, huh, okay, so they bring in Logan Smothers, they run him 22 times and he's running the offense, but it's a super simple offense. And, and obviously for his first start, I understand that you have to keep it simple, right? You have to, you have to keep it simple. You have to, uh, no, I don't want to say dumb it down because that's not what I'm trying to get at at all. But you have to keep it simple. You have to simplify the game plan. And running him, I guess, 20-plus times in a game was the sustainable option. Now, sustainability long-term, I wouldn't say I wouldn't lean that way. So that it's just wild to think about how Nebraska fans were sitting there and they saw a glimpse of Logan Smothers doing something positive, And they said, why wasn't he in earlier? And then second half – and at the end, he can't lead you to a win. It's just I, I, wild. It's it's tough to pin the the loss on Logan Smothers because True. he did play well enough for the first half, and there were some special teams mistakes huh. that ultimately led to it. And you know, it was it, it was hard to say that if Adrian Martinez was playing in this game, there would be a different result. Maybe he gives you a little bit more consistency down the stretch, and you are able to get that that last kind of like game ceiling. Uh, those game ceiling points, you know, a field goal perhaps, or a touchdown to kind of take the wind out of Iowa's sails. Mm-hmm. But y- you you watched that game and you got the feeling like it didn't really matter who played quarterback for Nebraska. That's how the result was that's going exactly, to wind up anyway. That's exactly what I was just going to say when you said something about you don't know if there's a different result with Adrian Martinez. Maybe the quarterback wasn't the problem this year. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Well, you already know what I think the problem is at Nebraska. Yes, but but maybe the maybe the quarterback isn't the problem this year at Nebraska or this last season in Nebraska. 402-464-5685. What are your thoughts on that? Send them in Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line. Feel free to call in or uh, add to the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. 
Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, or you can hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner, and at Radio Big Sky. We'll uh, take all your comments. What are your thoughts? Was the quarterback situation the reason Nebraska went 3-9? and nine? We will talk about that. We'll continue this conversation and whatever else comes up next on Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, so we uh, we get this off of the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. And Big Sky, I'll just let you comment on this one. I have thoughts on this it. This comes from an unnamed texter. Don't be surprised if Richard Torres is the starter. The dude has an arm. I think that's a very classic Nebraska fan take to have. I think it's a very classic sports fan take to have is – Who's the easiest guy to be optimistic about? The guy who hasn't proven anything because he might not have proven that he's the next superstar, but he's also proven that he's not. So there's Richard Torres is the only one that doesn't have a D1 college football book on him, so to say. Chubba well, Purdy, does, we Chubba Purdy. Well, here's the thing. Chubba Purdy, we know, you know, he struggled to start at Florida State behind two quarterbacks at a struggling program. Mm-hmm. Casey Thompson, we know what he is at the D1 level. We saw it at Texas this year. Logan Smothers, we saw it against Iowa this year. He's had two years in the program. So we think that he's proven that he is not capable of at least stealing the job from Adrian Martinez. So we can reasonably expect that he's not going to be an upgrade. Heinrich Harburg, same story as Logan Smothers, though we didn't see him against Iowa. Who's the one guy in the room that hasn't proven that he isn't an upgrade over Adrian Martinez? Richard Torres. That's why I think it's easy to, easiest to be optimistic about a guy like Torres. Why this texture thinks that? Maybe it's the tape. Maybe maybe they know Richard Torres personally, and they, they they're they're just hyping up their guy. Maybe it's Richard Torres. Maybe it's Richard Torres. Who knows? But is it you? It's not me. I, I that is no. Not. I'm not saying is it you. I'm saying is it Richard Torres? Oh yeah, yeah. Unnamed texter. If you're Richard Torres, please let us know or, or call in or call in. But uh, no, it's it's easiest to be optimistic about the guy who has proven nothing because he can still he can yeah. still prove that he is way better than anyone in the room, and. So that text comes in. I disagree with it. Richard Torres probably isn't going to be the starter, but I understand the take. With that being said, that's not saying that there's not reason to be excited about the future for Richard Torres. Oh, I'm a huge – I love recruiting. Like, I'm like, a recruiting guy, and I, I, I love – I get super excited about every recruit Nebraska gets. You just need to have realistic expectations for a three-star coming off of an injury. That's a good point. That's not that's not a guy that's going to come in and change your program year one. And that's not a slide at, at Richard Torres no, either. No, absolutely it, not. And I don't think I, Richard Torres should be the least irritated by all the quarterbacks they're bringing in. Because anymore in college football, all it takes is one good year to prove that you're NFL ready and jump to the Here, jump to the NFL. So he's got the most time left at Nebraska mm-hmm. of any quarterback in the room. So even if Casey Thompson's the starter this year, he could go to the NFL after the end of the season. Chubba Purdy. If he's the starter next year, he could go to the draft after one good year at Nebraska. Same thing with Logan Smothers. Heinrich Harburg is the only one that has more than just this year and, and next year. Well, I guess even Harburg. Harburg could go to the draft if he proves something after yeah. in two seasons. So Richard Torres is the only guy that's got two years that he can claim he could be the starter at Nebraska reasonably. That's interesting. So who would be the most annoyed 
Logan? I think Logan Smothers should be it the most be. the most should feel the most slighted of any of the quarterbacks because he is the guy that they've had in the room the longest, the one that's been groomed to be the heir of the Martinez throne, and now they've brought well, in guys to supplant him. But he can't be surprised, I don't think. I think there's a difference between him being kind of not offended, that's not the right word, annoyed, but there has to be a part of Logan that you feel he understands. You can understand something and still be annoyed by exactly. it. Exactly. And I think that's pro- I, I would ass- I would guess, that's my personal guess. Is that that's where he is because he, he from he he's not stupid. Like he understands that they just changed coaches. He understands that his quarterback coach is not there anymore. Scott Frost is still there and we hear high things about Logan Smothers, but in terms of the exact or the, the specific position coach, it's a change. Well, let's throw it back to a previous discussion we had earlier on in the show. If you're Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns bring in Aaron Rodgers, are oh, you really yeah. going to feel you're going to be irritated that you're not the starter of an NFL team anymore? But can you you can understand why they might bring in a guy who's definitely going to make the Hall of Fame and just is probably going to be off two back-to-back MVPs at that point. Oh, you think he's going to be win MVP this year? Well, he was first team All-Pro quarterback and all, a lot of those voters are the same voters that vote for MVP. So, it it's certainly Aaron Rodgers is the favorite at this point. Sidebar. Where's Cooper Cup in that MVP thought? Offensive player of the year. Okay. I suppose so. That's that's a good point. Okay, <laughs> back to back to Huskers. Yeah, no, I the the quarterback room will we'll say it many times. It's going to be interesting the whole way through. Um obviously because nobody knows what's happening. Like it's gonna be interesting, like I said, that that race for number two, that competition for number two. It's gonna feel like it felt with it was when Tanner Lee, I believe, was here, and it was the race for number two between Jebbia and O'Brien. O'Brien, and Jebbia got number two, I believe. O'Brien was the backup. O'Brien was him. the second. Yes, thank you. Jebbia was a, a true freshman. True freshman. O'Brien was a redshirt freshman from Calabasas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so O'Brien won probably because Jebbia had that extra year where he mm-hmm. he could redshirt. And, and still preserve a year. I think Jebbia probably would have ultimately won an open competition between those two for starter. Well, don't forget, I mean, there was that Adrian Martinez was coming off his injury in his senior year of high school, his shoulder injury. And Jebbia was in play Jebbia for the starter. was in play for the starter, and it, they told us it went all the way up to the start, and then Je- or through spring, I think, and Jebbia then transferred out to Oregon State. Funny story about that, actually. Uh, that was my freshman year, and we went to uh, – the the boneyard bash okay and two uh two gals that knew my roommates took a picture with jebbia and they were showing us after after the back uh the boneyard bash and they're like look we got a we got a picture with the quarterback and they i was like oh you got a picture with adrian they're like no and they showed me it was jebbia and i was like oh he just got named the backup actually and then then he was and then the next morning he was in the portal and i was like wow all right so he's just not even a quarterback in Nebraska anymore. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how it happens. Speaking of, like, paths and stuff, and we'll get to the text line here. Mr. Unbelievable had a comment. Um, we'll get to the text line here in a moment. But speaking of, like, paths after Nebraska, Patrick O'Brien had a crazy one. I mean, it was Colorado State, then Washington, I believe. Patrick he, O'Brien. Patrick O'Brien. So he went to Colorado State, and then he went to Washington. And he he's at Washington right now, I he's believe. He's still playing. I believe he's there as like a, I, I a thought, one year of eligibility remaining. Okay, I thought last year was his final season at, at Washington. I, it's you, it's so weird right now. It's hard to keep everything straight. It's hard to keep it straight with Nebraska. If if you want an interesting uh, interesting path from Nebraska, it's Caleb Lightborn, transfers from Nebraska <laughs> to Oregon State. Yep. 
punts at Oregon State for a year, loses the job at Oregon State, then transfers to Idaho and is punting for Idaho. I watch it. I watch the Idaho-Montana game. The announcers can't get enough of Caleb Lightborn. And then he converts an onside kick. I was like, where was that against Ohio State in 2018, buddy? <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. Unbelievable on the text line, 402-464-5685, says, Great show. What have we done with O-line recruitment or getting better? So let me update you where we're at with offensive line. Yeah, let's give us that scholarship count. Hey, I'm proud of my spreadsheet here. I know you Um, are. Okay, so offensive line here. We have seven guys on scholarship. The lone senior in the tackle room, Mr. Unbelievable, Brock Bando, a redshirt senior, uh, formerly Lincoln Southeast, then went to IMG, now comes back to Nebraska. Uh, junior Hunter Anthony, he was the guy that Nebraska got out of the transfer portal from Oklahoma State. Then at sophomore, it's that kind of that big class that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, Brant Banks, and Teddy Prohaska are the four sophomores um, in that class. And then there's a guy like Alex Kahn, redshirt freshman, haven't heard much about him. Uh, so I guess at tackle position, you would wonder, Teddy. You would you would think Teddy Prohaska, if he's healthy. I mean, he was one of the better guys out there last season. So you expect would expect him with another you know six months under his belt to have another opportunity to be the guy on the line, right? Turner Corcoran, you would expect out there as well. A guy like Bryce Benhart is really interesting to me because high profile recruit. Really, uh, really big upside coming into the in, into college, but just hasn't really panned out. Like, just hasn't been the the force that we all kind of expected him to be out of out of high school in Wisconsin, Minnesota. Was it? It no, was Minnesota. No. We beat we beat Wisconsin for that. Sorry. Yes. Thank you, big yes. Guy. Yes. Bryce Benhart from Minnesota. Bryce Benhart from Minnesota. I think we the, beat out Wisconsin. That's what I, I, was I think the biggest thing with uh, Benhart is out of high school. It was noted that he had the frame and the the size, the measurables to be an elite Big Ten offensive lineman. Yeah. But was what was lacking, and I think you see this a lot of the times with those kinds of guys, is their technique is a little bit underdeveloped because at the high school level, he's the biggest guy in the field. Six eight. He can he can manhandle, yeah. and he he was you know wrestling state champion in Minnesota. Yeah. Manhandle anybody he goes up against on the, on the gridiron and on the mat. Now he gets to Nebraska, and. Those guys from every state are who he's matching up with every week. And so now he needs to get that technique figured out, and he struggled to get that technique. Is that a coaching thing? Absolutely. Is that, a, is that, a, is that an effort thing? Probably a little bit of an effort thing too. Can Don, uh, Donovan Raiola come in and get the most out of it? That's what you would hope out of going out and getting a new head coach is that he's going to come in and he's going to do what the, the last guy did wrong or, or, or couldn't do correctly. Yeah. And so Ben Hart, let's, let's – res- and it did take the uh, the head coaches or the coaching staff about three years to figure out Cam Jurgens and get him ready to go to the point where he's now an NFL a, caliber. A, a, apparently, NFL caliber. I, I think he is. It could well, have benefited he, him to come back another year. You, d- you don't go pro if you don't get the right grade from yeah. from uh, the. So so that's at tackle guard is a little thinner. Um, they have five guys on scholarship: Nor- Nuri Nueli, uh, Nueli, excuse me, who you would expect to move to center that would be where i would say is where nebraska it sounds like it wants to play him move him to center because they only have two guys on on scholarship at center trent hickson a redshirt senior and justin evans jenkins a true freshman from new jersey so you would have a i have a feeling that they would try to move a guy like new ely to center 
Then they also brought in Kevin Williams Jr., the guy from Omaha, but he's came from JUCO uh, more recently. Then the, behind them, it's it's uh, Ethan Piper, who had a lot of encouragement going into last season. Necessarily didn't really fall fall chips didn't fall into place. Michael Lynn and then Henry Latovsky, who I, I've heard they're pretty excited about as well. Well, I think one thing that probably hasn't really been discussed or even noted is a guy like AJ Forbes, a walk on mm-hmm. from Fremont. He was he was a center. He was projected as a center. Doesn't get you know the looks he's look uh, he wants in in that first that first year as a freshman, and he transfers into Montana. He's the starter on a D one offensive line year one at, for the Grizzlies. Yeah. It's 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 those kinds of guys that you need to identify early and and kind of you know build them up. And it would it would be much better if we could say we had an AJ Forbes ready to take over the center position after Cam Jurgens, and maybe it was just happening a year earlier than we wanted yeah. it to. So I guess as we round out this segment and get you on with the the rest of Ticket Weeknights, I mean. With the offensive line, I personally would have liked to see them do more just because the two guys I feel best about in that offensive line group are Nuri and Teddy Prohaska. And Turner, Turner, Corcoran. Turner Corcoran, maybe, okay. I suppose. So there's three guys there. Now there's going to be shifting, right? There's going to be what side of the ball do you want Turner and, and Teddy to play on, right? You would wonder, you would think Teddy's on left, Turner's on right, um, and then Nuri in center. But Guard is going to be very, very interesting because you have Kevin Williams, Ethan Piper, Michael Lynn, who from Colorado we have not heard anything of, Henry Latovsky, redshirt freshman from Iowa. So it's like there's there's a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of potential, don't get me wrong, but a lot of uh, questions around that offensive line. And, and ultimately that's going to be a big thing if, if Nebraska wants to be successful in the Big Ten. All right, there's a couple texts uh, that I want to get to before we round out the show but we need to take a break let's go and take that now we'll take a quick timeout. when we come back we'll wrap up the show get you ready for the rest of ticket weeknights next up on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com Back here on Ticket Weeknights, no Nicole. It's been Nick Sainert and Big Sky. Lexus been hanging out with us for a while now as well. Uh, talking tens, getting rolling here shortly. Michaela Curtis, Kinsey Roby, yes. and DP. Of course. He and might be outside of the studio. We also have uh, Reagan Hins, Audrey Coffey with the deep end. And we also have a bowling show that's going on tonight from 10 to 11. Ooh. DP and I will be in for that. And we'll have some of the most successful athletes at Nebraska yeah. in, in, in at the station. So that'll be fun. Be sure to tune in for that. Yeah, so we're going a long time till I believe, 11 p.m. We'll be on the air doing some local sports talk. So we uh, make sure you keep that dial or keep that video stream right here on the ticket all night long. Then we'll pick it back up tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with early break. So as we round out tonight's show, Big Sky, this is your last Monday. We need to do one last on the fly with Big Sky. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that Nicole isn't here to uh, lose SGS's tradition. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, Nick, you can uh, take I'm over. I'm sure I'll lose. I'm sure you can take over for that. Yes, let's hear it. All right, first one here. And it's, Alexis, it's whoever gets the answer in first. 
So oh, so it's like a it's like a flash round thing. Yeah. So don't, don't stop over each other to to get it in. But if if somebody says it first, you yeah. can't copy them. Okay. All right. Can't copy. Right. Okay. A Tar Heel State man said the lottery numbers that earned him a $4 million prize from a Mega Millions drawing came from an unusual source. North Carolina. A fortune cookie. Oh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Alexis, you want to? You care to wager a guess? You already said them, so now I can't say them. All right. All right. It is North Carolina. Where's, up, where's the ding? Uh, we don't have Sounders. Oh, okay. Ding, 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 we don't ding. like Sounders on this show? Yeah, this is an anti-Sounders show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll change next Monday. No, I'm okay. I'm All right. I'm okay, kidding. Nicholas. Okay, Nicholas. I'm kidding, Ethan. Oh, <laughs> Animal rescuers in this sunshine state assisted a raccoon that found itself on the third floor of a hotel before fleeing into the engine compartment of an SUV. Florida. That's what I was going to say. So I'll say sunshine. George is the peach. Tennessee. Uh, Alexis is corrected. Yep. It's Florida. <laughs> one, so we're tied 1-1. One, one. Uh, if ne- neither of you get this, we'll go to the international tiebreaker. <laughs> but uh, here we go. A beach state homeowner security camera was co- recording when an Amazon driver made a delivery to the house, came from came face to face with a wandering bear. Beach state. Oh, bear. Oregon. California. Or, did, you, did you have a guess? Alexis? I said Oregon. She said okay. Oregon. I said it California. is California. So Nick is. <gasps> Maybe maybe on the fly is an anti-female game. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Not intentionally, though. Not intentionally. Misogynistic. Wow. A- accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> absolutely not. That's why we're ending it. We're ending it after this. We're done. Done with on the fly. We're going to call you from wherever you may be. and It's already been said on air multiple times where I'm going. I'm going to. <laughs> but it's a bit. Don't say it. I'm going to the. Where are you going? No, don't tell us where you're going. Leave it for a mystery. They need to follow you on Twitter to figure out where you're going. Let's just say I'm going to a state that is significantly better football. Oh, that's so many. But there's twice as much corn. There's there's no no idea where. There's a, there's there could be many opportunities or possibilities for that. It, 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 winning streak against uh, against the Huskers. Once again, many possibilities <laughs> for that. Um. So, all right, a couple minutes here, about two or so. Um. Has anybody checked are both Smothers and Harburg enrolled for the second semester? So what I will say about this with the whole quarterback situation, just kind of a final bow on it, my whole thought and I kind of read on this quarterback situation is that it'll be until the end of spring ball. Like at the end of spring ball is when we'll have some quarterback attrition. Because like think about it, if you're Heinrich Harburg, you feel like you have a chance to win that number two. Like right, that that's where that that goes back to my whole thought of this is for the number two because if you're Heinrich Harburg, Chubba Purdy, you feel like okay, yeah, I can compete for the number two. But if you're Logan Smothers, it's starter, right? So that's where it makes it more interesting to see if Logan Smothers gets number two, sticks around. Does that mean Heinrich leaves? Well, it's kind of like a pre pre competition competition for next year starter. That's kind of what it is. It's 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 yeah. the number two you can reasonably expect is going to be the starter of the next year once Casey Thompson, unless Casey Thompson stays. That's 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 the, the that's, a, that's another wild card. But we're assuming Casey Thompson wants to go pro as soon as possible, and he's going to have a Joe Burrow season with Mark Whipple. And so this year, whoever's number two is is next in line after Casey Thompson leaves. That's wild to think about. If Casey Thompson does come back, though, because. 
if Lo- let's say let's just say hypothetical here, Logan stays for a year, expects Casey to go pro next year, but Casey stays, and he Logan is still number two next year. That's a year of eligibility he lost. Pretty uh, pretty big there. That's that's crazy I'm, to think I'm, about. Am I blowing your mind, Nicholas? No, no. I see. That's what the whole thing though with this whole situation and offseason. There's so many angles. The, and, and possibilities that this way that this thing could play out, and you just never, never know what's going on. So, all right, before we get out, prediction for who's number two? Logan. I'm in agreement with Nick. I'm gonna go Chuba. Big Sky dropping the mic on he and I's final show. Him and I's. He and I's. Me and his final show. <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in. Nicole's back next Monday. Talking tens. With Michaela Curtis and Kenzie Roby are next. See you guys tomorrow. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.